Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hi, my name is Cole Parker, and thanks for joining us today at Southside. It is just a privilege uh, to be spend a little bit of time with you in God's Word today. And my name's Cole. I, I get the privilege of being uh, Southside's Commerce Campus Pastor And I love the series that we're going through. The series is titled, Bring Your Butt to Church. And it's just, uh, we're talking about excuses that we make in our lives. We all have them. We all make them, especially in our spiritual lives. Uh, We give excuses. and, And I think excuses in our lives can do two things. Sometimes they can rule our lives or ruin our lives. And Jesus doesn't want that in our lives as we follow him. And so today, I want to start us off by just reading a statement And it says this, we all have them, right? Excuses. It's so easy to make them and give into them. They can ruin our lives if we let them. When we constantly give into them, they take more from us than we could possibly imagine. And let me ask you, is there an excuse that's keeping you from all that God has for you? Is there something in your spiritual walk with Jesus that you would say is holding you back? What is that excuse? I believe God wants to help you in that. I believe Jesus gives us uh, principles and, and practical things in our journey with him that will help us uh, move past these excuses in our lives. And I think there's a, a verse that Jesus, it's a verse uh, found in Matthew six thirty three, And Jesus said this to us, and I think it's a secret that will help us in our lives. He said this, he said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. I really believe this. When we put Jesus first in our lives, it leaves little rooms for the excuses that make us feel far from God or weaken our faith or keep us trapped in our lives. In this series, I would encourage you to go back over the last couple of weeks, get online, watch the messages, because Jesus gave us three principles to practice in our faith Number one, he said to give. He said, when you give. He said, when you pray. And today we're gonna talk about fasting, when you fast. And I believe Jesus wants to do all three of these. And in fact, in this passage, he assumed that we would do this. We would give, we would pray, and we would fast as his followers. Now, I think a common question about fasting is this. How do I fast? I don't know how to fast. Why do I fast? And what do I fast? Um, I think that's a great question because practically, how do we live out the things of Jesus in our lives? And so I want us to start in our passage today. Let me, uh, maybe you'd open your Bible wherever you are on your phone. I don't know if you can do that while you're watching the video, but let's look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, and let's read that together. Jesus said, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. He says, for they disfigure their faces. They wanted to be seen that they may appear to men to be fasting. They wanted to be seen. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. And he goes on, Jesus goes on to say, but you, that would be as a follower of Jesus, you and I, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. And he says, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in secret, who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret 
will reward you openly. See, Jesus assumed uh, three things about fasting. And, and I think this is a great simple definition of fasting. Fasting is denying ourselves food or anything that would direct our focus, so it would direct our focus to God. So fasting practically is denying food or something to say, God, you're more important. And in this passage, Jesus said, when you pray, when you, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, uh, it's interesting to me that there's three things that, that are in common in each one of these. One, he assumed that we would do them as followers of Jesus, as his followers, uh, that we would give, pray, and fast. He also says to do them in secret or discreetly where other people don't know. And I love this part. There's a reward that God gives us when we do that. So maybe there's not, maybe there's, if you could just hear one thing I say to, today in the message is this, if we will practice giving in our lives, our time, talent, and treasure, if we will practice prayer, talking to God about everything, and then fasting, God will move in our lives. Again, fasting is simply denying ourselves food or anything that would help direct our focus to God. Fasting is important. It's been important in my life. I've seen God work in many ways in my life. And, and I'm gonna talk about three things that I believe are true when we fast. Number one, it helps fight spiritual fatigue. Have you ever been just tired in your faith, maybe overwhelmed uh, by trying to follow Jesus? Fasting can help with that. Fasting can bring God's power, spiritual power in our lives. And the third thing is that it can bring spiritual breakthroughs. And I have seen God do that in my own life personally. You know, uh, if fasting, let me go back to the definition of fasting. If fasting is denying ourselves anything, mainly biblically food, then uh, what would be uh, the result of fasting? This is a great statement. Fasting creates in us a hunger and thirst for God a hunger and thirst for God. Think of this verse. It says in Matthew 5, 6, 5, 6 Jesus says this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness so they will be filled. Jesus wants us to practice giving, praying, and fasting so we will have a hunger and thirst for him. Simply fasting is taking time to deny yourself maybe a breakfast or a lunch. Maybe an extended fast would be for a day. Obviously, we would want to stay hydrated, drinking water. But what it does, I don't know about you, but I like food and I don't know that all food likes me, but I love food. I, one of my favorite food is cheeseburgers. I usually, when I go anywhere, I love to get a cheeseburger. If I've got several places around where I live that are just my go-to places. I love cheeseburgers. I was thinking about our, just our culture in general. Do we know about fasting? And I found it interesting that over 24% of Americans have tried some type of intermittent fasting. And so fasting is kind of a hot topic right now for the medical benefits uh, that can give you. And I believe fasting can help medically in some ways, uh, definitely physically, mentally, emotionally. But what Jesus is getting at in this passage is that it will help us spiritually. When we practice these things, he said, when you fast, right? And he said, when we do it in secret, God will reward openly 
uh, later on, I love the way that uh, the Puritans, what they talked about in fast, they called it soul fattening. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that great that, that I know about eating too much food and, and gain a little bit too much weight, um, but, but we can grow spiritually when we put these principles into practice. And Jesus is saying, when you fast. I love that. He's given us something practical that we can do. So quickly, let me, let me just walk through some of the benefits spiritually as fasting. Fasting is denying ourselves food or anything. And what it does is it, it's a result is it gives us a hunger and thirst for God. And number one, I believe it helps fight spiritual fatigue in our lives. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you felt spiritually fatigued or you felt worn down? I have. Um, I, I want to get real practical for a minute. Like, how do you fast? You know, because that, that's a great question. How do you fast? For me, I have practiced uh, several years in, in my life. This is just for me how I do it, and I don't tell anybody that I'm doing it, but uh, often I will try and just pick a breakfast for the day where I'm keeping myself hydrated. By the way, that's really important when you fast to, to, to hydrate, to drink water. And I might skip a breakfast and I'll take that time to maybe listen to a message. I, I listen to a lot of messages online to grow in my faith. It really helps me maybe to sit down and read my Bible, maybe to pray. And, and God, through that time of a regular practice of that, maybe you might say this week, you might put in the practice picking one morning a week that you, instead of sitting down fixing breakfast or start stopping by the fast food joint, right? To grab breakfast, you have your water, and as you're hydrating, you're saying, God, I want to hunger and thirst for you. Will you help me? I'm spiritually fatigued. God, I'm asking for your help. You know, in the Bible, fasting is tied to prayer, and uh, I love that because prayer brings intimacy with God. Prayer is just telling God everything that's going on in your life, but it is a little more than that, too. Prayer is listening. I think I want to read this verse for us in 1 Thessalonians. It says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. See, what fasting does in a simple way is we deny ourselves our hunger for food, which I have often. And it's even interesting, the other week I, I picked a morning to fast and to pray and talk to God about some things. And I found myself thinking more about food. <laughs> you know, how strange is that? It's really not strange, but I had to make a decision. I was not going to uh, have my normal breakfast. I had some water and I was going to spend time with God, creating a hunger and thirst for God. And, and, and when we, we say, hey, God, I'm spiritually fatigued, I'm, I'm, you're saying to him, God, I need you. Isn't that what we're saying? And I believe this is true. God's promise is that when we seek him with all of our heart, we will find him. And so I wanna encourage you, whether it's giving, praying, or fasting, put these into a regular routine in your life. Secondly, what fasting can do is it brings spiritual power in our lives. One of the things I've done in the practice of fasting is read more of my Bible. And I believe the Bible is powerful. Listen to the scripture in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, 
for training, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Maybe you would choose this week to just take one lunch time at work. And instead of grabbing your lunch and being in a hurry, you would slow down, deny yourself food. Again, make sure you're hydrating, right? But you would open up your Bible at work or on your phone and read God's word. And it is powerful. It's useful for us. And in the practice of fasting, I have found God's word come alive. There was a time uh, several years ago during a time of prayer and fasting where I was doing it on a regular basis each week, not really an extended fast. I was just uh, skipping a breakfast or a lunch uh, throughout the week. And during that time, I just put, I had my version app on and I would go to sleep with the Bible on audio. I was listening a lot to the book of John back then. And I'd get up in the morning and put the Bible on audio and just listen to it in my car. I had the Bible on audio. I wasn't listening to the radio. And I just found that the word of God came alive inside of me. It fought spiritual fatigue And it brought power in my life because it brought confidence because I can stand on God's word. There's a firm foundation there. See, often I think we lack God's power in our lives because we don't take our spiritual lives seriously. And when we'll take our, I had a good friend who made a decision to follow Christ years ago, but he told me something and it has always stuck with me. It's really not tied to fasting, but it's tied to the the power of taking our spiritual lives seriously. And he said, you know, my, my spiritual journey with Jesus took off. He said, when I, when I took it seriously and I began to read my Bible every day, I began to pray and talk to God every day. And I believe when we take it seriously, it tells God, well, I love you. God, I want you. I'm serious about my relationship with you. And the last thing I want to share with you today is that when we practice giving prayer and fasting in our lives, It brings spiritual breakthroughs in our lives. There's a verse, I love this verse. It says, oh, taste and see. Oh, taste, come on, a good cheeseburger. Do you like a good cheeseburger, maybe pizza, lasagna? But you know, in our spiritual lives, we, Jesus said, I am the living water that we can, we can, in a sense, we can grow. The Puritans called it soul fat, uh, uh, fattening when they fasted on a regular and practiced that on a regular basis. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now, I wanna pause just for a moment. Uh, in a simple way, I, I've experienced uh, the power of fasting in my life through a regular routine of that, maybe a breakfast that I miss here, a lunch that I miss there on purpose. I'm thinking about what I'm fasting. But, but I want to pause to say maybe you're, you have a medical condition and it's not good for you to fast. If, uh, skipping a breakfast can affect blood sugar, maybe in pregnancy. That can affect things. Uh, so I would encourage you, number one, never fast without drinking water. Stay hydrated. hydrated. But if you're ever going to do an extended fast that's maybe beyond a breakfast or a lunch, you probably need to talk to your daughter, uh, not daughter, but doctor. Um, I do have a daughter. Um, and uh, I actually asked her if she, if we were riding in the car this week, and I asked her if she had ever fasted. And I was just sharing some of the things I was learning, preparing for this message with her. And it was cool because I just had a moment to talk to her about what Jesus said to us 
about fasting. But if you're gonna do an extended fast, I would say more than one meal, maybe a day, maybe a couple of days. I think for me, the longest I can remember ever fasting was four or five days. If you're gonna do any type of extended fast, I would probably talk to your doctor first. There are two miraculous fasts in scripture, Moses and Jesus, both 40 days without water or food, but that was, that's not for you and I. Those were miraculous moments where God did miraculous things. And Jesus isn't calling to that. Jesus is calling to us to a regular routine for us to hunger and thirst for him, to put our excuses aside and take our spiritual life seriously. So again, when you begin to practice fasting, if you've never done that, start, just start simple. A breakfast, hydrate, read God's word, pray, talk to God and listen and allow him to help fight spiritual fatigue, bring spiritual power and bring spiritual breakthroughs in your life. I, I, I had a moment in my life, probably about seven, eight years ago for me, where there was a big transition. I was, uh, I was in ministry and vocational ministry. And as I was doing ministry, I was physically, I was not well. Mentally, emotionally, I was not in a good place. But I took seriously what God said. He said, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And I began to practice prayer and fasting on a regular basis. Now, on a side note, by the way, I was practicing giving in my life and making sure that things and money don't have a hold on me. That's the best way to do that is to give. But I was spending time missing a breakfast or a lunch, and I was spending time in a quiet place alone with God. And as I did that on a regular basis, even when I was mentally and emotionally fatigued, physically fatigued, spiritually, I was growing. I was gaining confidence in the Lord and he began to bring power. When I'd read the word, it would come alive and he brought breakthroughs so much so that he gave me very specific direction on some people I needed to talk to and even direction as, as somebody gave me a call and said, have you ever considered doing this? And, and God lined all those things. I don't have time to share it all, but he lined all those things up and it came through prayer and a regular simple practice of fasting. Remember, fasting is denying something, especially food, to say, God, you're more important. You know what fasting does? It does this. It reminds us that God is the only one that can sustain us. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. I'm the living water. What is the excuse that's keeping you from having all that God has for you? I believe if you'll practice giving, praying, and maybe start simply with fasting. Can I challenge you this week to maybe pick one breakfast or lunch Slow down a little bit in our busy, crazy world that, by the way, 84 million people eat fast food every day, right? We need food to live, um, but it's crazy busy. Maybe you take a breakfast or a lunch and just say, God, you're more important. God, I'm hungering and thirsting for you. I'm hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I'm seeking first your kingdom, God, and spend that time with God. Make sure you're drinking water, right? Stay hydrated, but you're praying, reading your Bible, and listening, and you will see God go to work in your lives, in your life. What excuse is keeping you from giving all that you have for all that God has for you? You know, life is hard, um, 
humanity is like living is tough sometimes. Isn't that right? I love this quote from C.S. Lewis. He said this, God allows us to feel the weakness of humanity. Have you ever gone with like skipping a meal and you're super hungry and it makes you weak? He said, God allows us to feel the weakness of humanity so we will appreciate the strength of his love. God said, I am love and he loves you. And you know what fasting really, it just simply says to God, I love this. Um, It says to God, uh, I love you more. That's what it says. When we give of our time, talent, and treasure, when we spend time in prayer and reading God's word, when we might now incorporate, maybe for the first time, incorporate a time of fasting in our regular routine, in our journey with Jesus, it simply says to God, I love you love you more. And I want to end our time together with, again, just a reminder that Jesus said to us, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you, will be added to you. When we put Jesus first in giving prayer and fasting, we will see God go work, go to work in our lives. It'll fight spiritual fatigue. It will bring spiritual power into our life, and it will provide spiritual breakthroughs. I encourage you to give Jesus all of your life. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never asked Jesus to come into your life. Can I encourage you when you finish watching this video, when you you finish with this moment with us together, would you take a moment just alone and say, God, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in you. And I'm asking you to come into my life. You might simply say a simple prayer that says, Jesus, I say yes to you today. And I believe when you do that, that's the greatest a prayer confession you could ever make is ask Jesus to be a part of your life, to be your Lord and Savior. And uh, God's got, he's got a plan and purpose for you. So I encourage you to do that. Let's be a people who give, pray, and maybe for the first time, begin to fast and see God go to work in our lives together. Thank you for spending time with us today. Hey, if you're near one of our locations, either Commerce or Redstone, we'd love to meet you. Come be a part and find community right here at Southside.